Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Good morning and welcome to 30 Minute Reviews. I am Adam. Why do it feel like something white on my leg? Because something is white on my leg. Okay. That's weird. Um, it rained last night and I guess I brushed my leg against the outside of my car as I was getting in. Um, so it is, you know, it is Top Gun Maverick Day. Also day two of Star Wars Celebration over in Anaheim. Um, because it is the 45th anniversary of the release of Star Wars, as we now call it, A New Hope, episode 4, and it came out in 1977, so 45 years ago today, so that is, you know, a big thing happening there. Now, um, the first day of celebration marked, uh, some big announcements, and that's what we're here to talk about today, um, so let's start out with the biggest ones, um, Number one, we got a trailer for um, Andor, the the new show on um, on Disney Plus that's coming. We now know August thirtieth uh, about what happened to Cassian Andor, leading up to his demise um, at the hands of the Empire on on Scarif, um, and. Here's the thing. Um, I think that in a world where a Han Solo origin movie couldn't work, I think three 12-episode seasons about Diego Luna's character in Rogue One is not necessarily something to be latched onto the way that Lucasfilm thinks it's going to. I think that that's going to be the big, you know, the big problem here that they have to address, really. Um, And and look, I I, I totally, totally get it. Um, I, I feel like I, I understand why they picked this, and, and the, you know, there's an attachment to the character, and Diego Luna really wanted to do it, and then there's also, you know, um, what's it called, there's also a few other, um, in my head I keep mixing him and Reza Med's character up, Diego Luna's character was the one who was the Imperial Defector, if I remember correctly, I don't, Rogue One, I, I watched that movie like maybe, maybe four times I've watched that movie, once in theaters, um, and then, if I've watched it three times on home media since, um, that would be a lot. I just feel like this is not a character that can carry this. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think we need this much backstory. Unless the backstory is going to be other stuff. Like, that's the thing about a lot of the Star Wars stuff where you're watching it and you're like what's the point of telling this aspect of the universe and bringing this part to light? Like, what does telling the story of the Bad Batch help? And it's not 
the story of the Bad Batch and them helping Omega. It's the story of the transition to the Empire. Um, do I think that, you know, this may tell another story? Um, because I wouldn't be surprised if Stellan Skarsgård's character is somehow related to, um, Werner Herzog's character in The Mandalorian. That wouldn't be tremendously surprising. Hell, if they're playing the same character at two different points in their life, I wouldn't be surprised, considering that it is only, like, a ten-year difference, if that. And I could see Werner Herzog being a ten-year-older version of Stellan Skarsgård, and I could buy that. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, 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 I'm apprehensive about it, especially because the trailer doesn't really show us anything. Um, and I feel like maybe it's just the fact that it is just a continuation of this character that ultimately we know what happens to him that I'm apprehensive about, and maybe had it not been specifically him, like, it still could have been Diego Luna, you know, I'm not saying that's the problem, I'm saying the problem is we know where Cassian ends up, we know where Cassian dies, I, I don't think we need what will basically be 36 hours of Cassian Andor when all is said and done um, to, to explain how he ended up like keep in mind to get to Vader we only got 6 hours like to explain how Vader came to be and where Vader came from and all of that we only got 6 hours of, of movie because it went from, what's it called, it, it, it was only the prequels, we didn't really need, you know, too much more than that, um, it, it, that's not to say that it's not going to be good, it's just, and the trailer just looks like a mishmash of random assorted Star Wars, um, like, what's what I'm looking for here, like, imagery without any context, it's like, can we get as much footage of Star Wars adjacent paraphernalia? It, 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 you basically opened up a toy box of, you know, some kid in the 80s who had a bunch of, like, Star Wars toys and then also, like, a Planet of the Apes play set and, like, maybe a, um, what's it called? Maybe, like, a G.I. Joe set. And that's kind of what it looks like they did for this show. And I don't think that's necessarily enough to sell someone on a TV show. It's kind of like they know why you're going to show up there. Like, they know you're going to show up because there it's a Star Wars thing. And because you're going to show up for that, they don't need to work too hard on selling people on it. Like, that's not the important part of this. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not thrilled about this first trailer. It's not exactly catching my interest. Um, I also don't think necessarily that the show is, I, I don't think the show is going to be bad, um, I can't say that definitively at this point, based on, you know, one teaser trailer, um, four months out, no, three months out, but I will say they could have done better on this, um, then there was, uh, they showed the Kenobi premiere, which, cool, I mean, it's kind of like when they showed the Batwoman premiere at New York Comic Con in 2019, and it's like, okay, well, it's premiering in an hour anyway, so, cool. Um, it would have been nice if they gave a little bit more advanced notice, um, 
that they were doing, that they were moving the premiere up um, on Disney Plus to midnight Eastern time instead of 3 a.m. Eastern time, which that information would have been very helpful because rather than watching Top Gun last night, I would have watched the premiere of Kenobi because I'm on the East Coast and all these Disney Plus premieres come out at 3 in the morning, usually. So because I'm at 3 in the morning, we're sitting here like, I'm not going to either A, get up early before I go to work and watch it, or B, uh, I'm not going to, um, what's it called? I'm not going to sit there and, um, you know, stay up until then. And with two hour-long episodes, I would have been up until about 5 in the morning. And... It's now 9.20, and I'm on my way to work. Um, and as it stands, probably going to be late. Um, I, I feel like that would have been information that you should have given, I don't know, well before moving the premiere time up, uh, so that people had time to adjust what they were going to do. Um, especially if you're not going to send out press screeners or anything like that, because I, 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 I haven't watched it yet, but also... No one else has watched it yet either. Um, and I feel like that's because they were... I don't know why they did that. Um, tomorrow morning when I do my discussion of um, of the movie, we will, we'll talk about it a little bit more when I, after I watch it. But, you know, it, it would have been helpful to see it in advance. Um, what else is there? There was the announcement of a new TV show that we did not know was coming, and I'm ever all the more convinced that this Lando show that was going to happen, this six-episode Lando miniseries, is never going to happen, um, because there's been no movement on it, and yesterday we got the premiere dates for the rest of the year, so because Andor is coming out um, November, uh, I'm sorry, it's coming out on um, August 30th, and running for 12 weeks, that should feasibly take us through the end of the year. Logistically, that'll take us through the end of the year. Um, I don't think that, you know, and they're not going to do another show after it. Um, So they're not going to do another show until 2023. February of 2023 is going to be Mandalorian, Mandalorian Season 3. We know Bo-Katan's coming back, and they felt the need to announce that Grogu's coming back, which, I mean, we knew that. Um, maybe they just saw streaming numbers that weren't made public that indicated that people weren't, people had tuned out of the Mandalorian, uh, Book of Boba Fett, by the time Ahsoka and, um, what's it called, show up? Ahsoka and Grogu show up. Um, which would under, make that under, understandable. Um, but, um, I feel like there is a... That's going to be an interesting uh, thing to, uh, to see play out. I, that, I think, is the most second most interesting thing. The second show next year, midway through the year, probably taking the spot... Not now, where now it's the end of May, and, can, and Obi-Wan is coming out. And I keep calling it Kenobi because of that fucking book I read. Um, where 
Okay, so it's not this. Like, you know, it's not going to be here because if Mandalorian is not coming until February, they may want to give themselves some breathing room between. So maybe June, July they do uh, the next one. The next one will be um, Ahsoka, I believe. Uh, they did confirm Ahsoka for a 2023 release. They also confirmed a new show called Skeleton Crew for a 2023 release. Um, Skeleton Crew is totally new, developed by John Watts, who is, had previously done Spider-Man and was previously attached to do uh, Marvel's Fantastic Four movie. Um, but he is now doing Skeleton Crew with John Favreau over at uh, at uh, Lucasfilm. Um, it's a show about it's in the High Republic era, so concurrent with uh, not the High Republic, the New Republic era. So it's concurrent with the Mandalorian, and it tells the story of four young. I think I think I don't know if it's at four young kids or four young boys um, who are on a spaceship and lost in the Star Wars universe and have to get back and. It seems like a cool idea, and they have Jude Law on, on the show. And it seems like, gonna, according to John Watts, it's going for like a Goonies vibe, um, which could be cool. Um, let's see how that plays out before we render judgment. Um, considering all we've seen is a little bit of concept art. Um, Jude Law in the show, um, I feel like Jude Law will have to be some kind of droid um, or some kind of onboard AI for the ship. feel like that's the, the only way that the show really works, I think. Um, because if it's, if it's just Jude Law as, you know, like, a Jedi, well, no, it wouldn't be a Jedi, it would be, you know, another Jude Law, like, uh, what's it called? Like, you know, as, as some, like, pirate or something like that, I feel like that wouldn't quite mesh, and it would create a sense of, uh, what's it called? Like, why is, why is he there? in this, you know, in this ship, and how is he not more helpful, um, and, and I think that having an adult there who, you know, does that, does take away some agency from the kids, um, and I also trust John Watts to do, um, adolescent age, or, you know, in this case, pre-adolescent age, uh, content, um, so let's see how that plays out, um, and then, uh, they also announced... They weren't going to make any announcements regarding, um, the, what's it called, beyond the, uh, the theatrical side, um, at this time. Uh, I have a feeling that it is going to be held for D23, if they are going to make any announcements regarding theatrical. Um, they did make one announcement. They said that the next Star Wars movie will be Taika Waititi's, um, and that would be late 2023. I think they're holding on to that slot that they vacated and then went back to, um, that is now also occupied by Star Trek IV, um, with Chris Pine and Zoe Saldana and, um, Zachary Quinto and Carl Urban and all of them. Um, it, it's, it is interesting to see how this will play out. Um, if one of them will move off that slot. Because I think that... I think Paramount will vacate. Um, I think Paramount knows that a Star Wars movie, let alone a Star Wars movie um, directed by Taika Waititi, is going to do more than, um, a Star, than a Star Trek movie 
it doesn't matter who's directing it, even if people do love this cast, um, it, it, it's not going to, there's, even if they bring in Shatner, there is nothing they can do to make this movie beat Star Wars, I don't think. Um, I feel like that's kind of the thing that needs to be, like, addressed, um, and, and that's going to be what's going to happen, they're going to vacate off into, I would say, February or March of 2024, because at this point, they kind of have the run of the board. Like, they don't have to stick to that date. They can move off, um, and they still have plenty of time with lead time, because, like, I think that, like, there's untitled movies that are on certain slots that Marvel has reserved, and, like, DC has reserved, and then, like, Universal has untitled Universal event movie reserved, um, but I don't think that there's a, like, they basically have the run of the board, um, and, and, you know, maybe it would be better for Paramount to have two giant tent poles come out in 2024 because they also have um, the new Transformers movie, which is basically a reboot, uh, coming out in the same year. And maybe having those two things in the same year would be better for them um, if they move it there. Um, plus, I also have Sonic 3, which is definitely going to happen. Sonic 2 is now on Paramount+. Plus. Um, yeah. What else was there? Uh, I think that was really it in terms of announcements. Um, the uh, I feel like um, the theatrical is definitely holding off for D23. In the same way, um, after She-Hulk, the next Marvel show is... Um, what's it called? Is um, Secret Invasion, which is nebulously coming out late this year or early next year. Um, but after that... We don't know what the next show is going to be. Um, which is fine. It is more than okay to not know what the next show is going to be. Um, but it would be... It's one of the things that's like it's helpful to know what the next show is going to be. Um, and they really want to focus on that stuff, I think. Like, there is no Marvel Day. I mean, granted, there is, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, but I don't think it's likely they go to San Diego Comic-Con... Um, this year and have a giant Hall H panel for Marvel Studios when a month later they have their own thing and they don't have to worry about fighting for uh, time with, you know, DC and Image and, and anything else being announced at San Diego. Um, there's, there's no fight for the press. You basically have run of the board um, at D23 because no one's going to program against D23. So... I would anticipate D23 is when we're going to get, you know, trailers for whatever movie comes next. Um, you know, we're going to get more information. Cause I don't think there's a real, anything scheduled for release after Guardians 3. Maybe there is... Well, hang on, because it's... There's... This year, there is still um, Thor Love and Thunder and Wakanda Forever. Then next year... Oh, no, there is... Next year is um, Quantumania in February, then Guardians 3, then um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then um, the Marvels is next July. Um, they swapped Ant-Man and the Wasp and, um, and uh, the Marvels. And I think it, it could be interesting... Um, to see what gets announced in terms of new shows at, at Marvel and new, you know, new movies. Um, and I think that that's, that's going to be held for D23. 
um, because that's going to be the big time to do it and have everyone come out. Like, we'll get a Blade release date. Uh, we'll get a Fantastic Four release date. Um, and then probably I would, if we don't get an Avengers 5 release date, I'd be very shocked. Um, I think if Avengers 5 comes out before 20, if it comes out in 2025, um, that would probably be the best way for them to do it because they it would have been six years between movies. Um, and I, I'm interested to see where that where that lays and how that works. Um, and then if they do Young Avengers, how does that work into things? Um, do they do that as a show on Disney Plus or do they do that as a theatrical experience or how do they do that? Um, so, uh, so, so yeah. So more on the theatrical fair and I, I think that they even said like we're going to announce creative teams um, on these movies um, at a later date and I think that later date in this case specifically means D23 um, very specifically means D23 because uh, that's when that would be the next big event um, would be D23 um, so we'll wrap up there for today um, that's all the Star Wars news that we have from this latest batch of, uh, of events. Uh, tonight, over on Beware of Spoilers, I will be seeing Top Gun Maverick. I watched Top Gun last night, and I think Top Gun is just the 1980s version of 300, and maybe we'll do a bit about that later today. Um, and I, I, uh, I'm not... I've heard good things about Top Gun Maverick, um, but I'm not, I'm going to keep my, after seeing the first one and being like, oh, and this counts as a classic, uh, I'm going to keep my, uh, what's it called, I'm going to keep my, uh, you know, my expectations low, um, so what else was there, um, and then, on Saturday morning, I'll be seeing, um, or tomorrow morning, as some call it, I'll be seeing Bob's Burgers, and before that, I'll be recording my discussion of Kenobi, or Obi-Wan Kenobi, I keep calling it Kenobi, because that's the name of the fucking book, um, that I've, you know, read, and it, so that's, that's what we have coming up this weekend, it's all on Beware of Spoilers, if any more Star Wars news comes down the pipe, you know, I will be discussing it here, and we'll give you my two cents on what it means, and how it works, and do I think it'll work out? Um, but until any of that happens, have a great rest of your week.